I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So let's get to know each other. Hello, everybody. This is Des Bishop here, and this is my as yet unnamed podcast which I have been motivated to start because the Vodafone Comedy Festival is coming up in Dublin. And I'm here in New York City, New York. And I felt like chatting to some of the New York-based comedians that are heading over to Dublin and help the Dublin people and the Irish people that are heading to the festival to know a bit about some of the people they're going to see. Great comics that I've encountered over the short while I've been back in New York. Uh, and though I am looking forward to going back to Dublin very soon, in fact, in the next few days... It has been great to see these comics that I wouldn't have seen had I not relocated here temporarily. Uh, I am in New York, and it's a depressing time as I watch the Republican National Convention. I can't help but think that the world is becoming more of a depressing and divided place. Just seen on Twitter that there's been another attack in Germany, and the Islamophobia reigns supreme on the social networks, and I can't make sense of how unstable the world seems to be at this time. Brexit now seems like a distant memory, considering all the things we've had to deal with in the last week and a half. Amidst all the misery, can we take a break? Well, I think Dan Soder here, who I'm about to introduce, is going to help us take a break. Lovely guy, great comic, rising up through the ranks of the American comedy elite. Very excited to head to Dublin, not for the first time to head to Ireland. Previously, he was a Guinness ambassador. So please enjoy the chat with a great man, a very funny man. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Soder. Oh, good, man. Hopefully cut out the part where I said I was smoking pot. You, 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 I, I, we came in just after that. Yeah. I, was, I was just about to press record, and I heard you say that. I was like, oh, that's good that oh, I... good. Drug use that's, shows that's, creativity. That's good that I delayed. So anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dan Soder. Hey. This is the, the second podcast I've done, but the first podcast I've done in my uh, subletted apartment in Midtown Manhattan. Which, by the way, is I, you said it wasn't good. I still, even though the floor is a little warped, I think this is a great apartment. Yeah, it's very handy location-wise, but it's oh, not it's, like it's cool. It's insane. No, it's not cool, but a guy like me, I can live here because it's like um, something Hemingway-esque about this. There's something romantic about just like the way it is. This is like, you know, it's a good New York apartment. I, for New York, it's fine. Like oh, when, if you if, if you, you lived in Cleveland, you'd have a drug problem. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, the only way any other city in the world, you're like you are on needle drugs. Yeah, like in Dublin, this is like a, an apartment they show for like the apartment crisis that we're having in Dublin. Like this, this costs over yeah. two thousand uh, dollars a d- month. Does it really though? Oh, in sorry, Dublin? did I just let? Oh no, no, no. I'm just oh, saying God. that would be the that would be the story. <sighs> no, Dublin yeah. is getting bad though. Like price wise. Yeah, like where, New York or San Francisco. Yeah. Compared to New York, New Yorkers would be like, actually, that's not bad. But compared to Ireland, considering that we're only yeah. like seven years out of the worst economic crisis you could possibly imagine. Which is when I was there. Oh, yeah. So the only you, time I've ever been to Dublin was like when shit was what, falling apart. What year? 2010. Oh, 2011. Right, yeah. 2011. So we, yeah, so that was right at the like at the lowest point. 2008, it crashed. 2009 gets worse. 2010, it gets worse. At 2011, people are starting to believe that it's never going to get good again. Yeah. What's weird about that is I was a waiter in 2008 in Midtown and uh, around a bunch of financial places, uh, Blackstone and um, Lehman Brothers and a lot of these major companies. So you must have seen some guys coming in pretty upset. Dude, it was the fiscal apocalypse in a way that I can only say, like, you know, in uh, apocalypse movies, they always show, like, birds flying the wrong way or, like, something fucked up. Where you're yeah. Like, and, and nature. Something just feels wrong. Yeah. And they're like, that's not what happens. I was a waiter. I always did lunches so I could do stand up at night. And uh, there's, like, this time when you're a lunch waiter where you know it's going to be dead from about 1.30 p.m. to about 5 p.m. or around 4 p.m. It's pretty dead. Yeah. No one's coming in for lunch. It's pretty late. Around 2.15, 
I go smoke a cigarette outside and I come back in and I put my apron on. My section is full of businessmen. And they're all like, we want margaritas. And we want like a lot of, it was at a Mexican restaurant. Like we want a lot of margaritas and i was like all right what's up like looks like i'm making Party money today <laughs> and then it's like yeah it cracked they kept being like it crashed it's crashing it crashed they kept saying shit like that finally one of my tables i'm like hey man what happened he's like we're fucked he just kept saying we're fucked and i was like who is fucked because i'm a waiter i need your tips yeah but so, we're all fucked <laughs> yeah so if you're fucked i'm absolutely fucked and then there was a businessman, I never forget this, there was a businessman in the bathroom throwing up. He was so drunk, and it was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I was like, uh-oh. Like, uh-oh, these guys are getting so drunk that they want to pass out. And is that when you turned on MSNBC? And then someone in the bar turned on CNN, and they're like, it is a crash. And we're like, oh, shit. Wow. And it was insane. That's insane. a cool way to see it, though. Yeah, it was. It was weird. It was like watching the, you know, the fiscal buildings collapse, and you're just like, oh no, it was fucked up. Yeah, because it's cool in the Big Short when you see yeah. all the people coming out. And when when you, you were there, that's literally like a Big Short moment. It really was. And now you watch the Big Short in 2015, and you're like, oh, that's fun. And, you're like, <laughs> and then there you're like, yeah, it wasn't fun though. And what's crazy is it's weird to think that it started in New York and then to watch it trickle everywhere, all over the world. And then and then to go to Ireland and and the only time I've been to Dublin was in 20. 11 and to see it like over there and they're like it was like ireland and a couple other countries in yeah, europe spain, spain that's what it was well, we were the pigs yeah portugal ireland greece spain and italy that's what it was and it was like watching all of them collapse and you're like is it is it cool that we're over like but ireland was bad like the only places you could really compare ireland to would be like las vegas and florida really yeah we were like that you know like that scene in the big short where the stripper's talking about all the condos she's buying yeah like it was that it was that bad in ireland Jesus. The taxi drivers were talking about investing in like Turkey and stuff. That's so yeah, Everybody was dumping all their money into property. So anyway, you arrived at that time. Yeah. Right? 2011. So why were you in Dublin? I got why hired. Why were you in Ireland? Yeah, I got hired by Guinness. Um, they, they, they were doing this uh, campaign in the United States called the Believer Campaign. It was like Guinness Believer because, you know, like the thing about Americans is and uh, – I'm not sure if people in Ireland know this, but we love to jack off mentally to our heritage. That's like, we have so much patriotism and we're so much like, yeah. I'm an American and I love it. But then like you bring up like, well, my grandfather's Irish and you know, like, and my, my grandmother's Swedish. So I love Swedish things and I love Irish things. It's, it's a weird fucked up thing that it, it's a country of immigrants. It's what yeah. it is. So we're always like looking back to being like, yeah, we well, hold on to that. We most, really hold on to that. I yeah. think more so than any other country. Yeah. More so than Australia. Like I always say in Australia, it's similar, new country. Yeah. And but I meet people and they're not like, I'm an Irish Australian. I'm no. an Italian Australian. It's not the same thing. No. They're, yeah. They're just like. Yeah, these, we got this island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. ours. We got the Great Barrier Reef. <laughs> and it's like, they don't fucking get it. Like in America, it's like, actually, I'm a quarter French. I'm a quarter Irish. It's like you, white people in the United States love to break down what the fuck they are. Yo, and then black people are like, we got stolen. <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys took us. So I fuck that shit. So like, but like as a white American, you're always like, I'm a little bit Irish. I'm a little bit Swedish. So the Guinness Believer thing was like, you know, stoke the fires of like, I'm a believer. I love Guinness and Guinness has a huge audience in the United States. Yeah, sure. So they were uh, they did the Believer thing in like 2008. They brought it back in 2011 and they're like, we want a comedian to host it. So I, I, I met the, the people from the marketing company that were kind of running it. And they were like, we're going to hire you as our brand ambassador for the United States. Like you're going to host these shows for Guinness. We're going to fucking, you, you know, you're going to be the guy. So you have to learn about Guinness. You have to learn, like, everything about Guinness, how it's made, its history, about Arthur Guinness, like, about everything about St. James's Gate. Yeah. So we're going to send you to Dublin for four days to drink and learn about Guinness. It was the greatest trip I've ever taken wow, in my life. Wow, it's a pretty, pretty but, interesting heritage to have to get into. It was amazing, <laughs> especially from the son of uh, raging alcoholics. It was awesome. What's great about the Guinness, the whole Guinness job is it got me out of waiting tables and also made me quit drinking. <laughs> oh, so was that your... Oh, you don't drink anymore? I don't drink. I quit. I, the last time I drank was when I was hosting my final Guinness show. There you go, bro. So there it was, but it was... <laughs> it's counterintuitive. <laughs> it really was counterintuitive because I was almost like, you guys know you lost a customer yeah, by you, bringing me so deep into this. <laughs> But it was amazing because it was the first time in my life where they were like, whenever I've traveled, 
you know, obviously I was doing shit gigs for comedy and that kind of stuff. But this was like they they put me up in a nice hotel right on the River Liffey and like right on like the, it was right there. It was like a nice hotel yeah. and they were like fucking cabs everywhere. Gave me money for drinking. So like go go find your favorite pub and then we'll take pictures of you there. We went to um, Slatterdy's right outside the football stadium. Oh, Slattery's. Slattery's. Oh, you yeah. went Slattery. That's a good pub. It was great. Yeah, outside but, Lansdowne Road. Yeah, yeah, but there was a fucking game going on, an EU an EU Cup qualifier going on. Yeah. While we were there, so the photographer who was from Dublin was like, "I'm gonna take you there. We're gonna drink." And it was packed. It was insane. Out on the street. I've been to chaos. Yankee games. I've been to fucking major playoff games. I've never seen an environment like that where yeah. I was like, "These guys go. These motherfuckers love football here." And I'm yeah. talking about European football, not American football, but it's like, it was cool to see. It was yeah, really but that atmosphere is great. Everyone's out in the street. Drinking, yeah. having fun, singing songs. And in Ireland, it's great. Like in the UK, sometimes it can be a little Violent. intimidating. Yeah. Well, just intimidating. I think it was, I was intimidated. Oh, you were? I was a little intimidated because they were, <laughs> the, the fight songs they sing, there's an aggression behind it where you're yeah. like, are you singing at me? Like, are you mad at me? <laughs> they're not mad at you. Bro. Yeah. But they're just mad at like the team they're playing. But yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, I think they're fucking pissed at me. But it was um, it was one of these experiences, man, where I just got to go and fucking drink. I mean, go hard, uh, brazen head. Like all, it was your job. Yeah, it it was, and it was awesome. It was it was awesome going to all these like great pubs and drinking and like realizing that uh, the people in Ireland loved Jack Daniels. That was weird to me. Oh, really? Like all these guys I would be drinking with, I'd be like, "You want to do a Jameson?" And they're like, "Let's do a Jack." And I'm like, yeah. "What?" Sour mash, Tennessee whiskey. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm fine yeah, with but it. That's just, just like Guinness. They're owned by multinational corporations. Exactly. They're just brands traveling it's around just, the world. It's just all poison juice. Like all the Arthur Guinness like learns the history of St. James's Gate. That's all just brand nonsense that's, nowadays. And that's what I found out what it was. <laughs> and that's what I realized. I was like, no, everyone here just works for a company. It's all company yeah, shit. Yeah. They work but for it, Diageo, man. A Diageo, that's what it was. Which, by the way, Diageo has an office in Midtown Manhattan. Where they have a full bar, and if you are employed by Diageo, you can go and drink there for free, and you're not allowed to tip, and you just go and drink whatever you want. There was a Tuesday afternoon where I was working for Guinness. I came back from Dublin, and I was bored in the city. I had like a meeting, and then I had nothing. I went to the Diageo offices and drank six Johnny Walker Blues and just got out of my mind, and then finally they're like, who are you? And I was like, I work for Guinness. I'm the brand ambassador. I'm a brand ambassador, <laughs> but I was just hammered. Just Which like, is, that's the only true time you were a real brand ambassador. I it's really like, was. This is destroying my life. I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out. I'm trying to find everything at the bottom of this bottle. But it was one of those experiences where it was really cool because I got to do, obviously, like, I went to the to the store. Uh, I keep I keep messing it up. No, it's the Guinness Storehouse. Storehouse. Yeah. Yeah, because I would call it, like, something else. I'm like, no, it's the Storehouse. But I went, and then they gave me a tour of the brewery, like, behind the scenes. Yeah, with the big vats and everything. With the big vats. I got to drink a Guinness off the line. Oh, no way. It was awesome. But the best part was we go up to the Gravity Bar. And yep. we're hanging out. And you get one You can pint. see the top of my house from the Gravity Bar. Okay. I looked at the top of your house. <laughs> and we, uh, you're allowed one pint in That's the, right, in the at gravity. the Gravity Bar. Then you have to leave. Or you can look around while you drink your pint or whatever. But I'm a raging drunk. So I had one pint. And I wanted another. And I'll never forget the lady that was bartending. I was there with Fergal Murray, who at the time was the head brewmaster. So he's like the, the guy. He's the chef of Guinness. Yeah. He makes all the Guinness. And I finished my pint and I'm like, hey, I'm waiting for Fergal. Can I get another pint? And I'll never forget the lady just looks at me and she goes, you're waiting for Fergal Murray. Just the way she said it was like, you fucking liar. Yeah. Like you liar. And I was like, no, 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 I really am. And she goes, if you're waiting for Fergal Murray, the second he comes up here, I'll pour you two pints. And he walks up and he goes, Dan! And I just see her, <laughs> I just see her grab two pints and just start pouring them. And I was like, eh, fucking bring uh, them how, on. What was her reaction then? She like, immediately like got me a pint and was like, no, 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 I'm so sorry. I, like She was cool about it. She was very nice about yeah, it. Yeah, Irish are cool like that. They're, but they're, they, they have no tolerance for bullshit. bullshit. That's what I loved about it. That's yeah. the thing I loved the most about Ireland was like, Number one, the sense of humor that everyone has. Yeah, every, yeah. Like definitely better than here. Like I even way when, I go, when I go back now, I do a few jokes about how when you're used to Ireland, it can be tough here because yeah, you can't joke like, around. Yeah, well, you know, particularly sort of like 
busting people's chops. They you hate can't it bust here. strangers' chops here. Yeah. And you forget that. Dude, I was, it was so like funny. You have to say I'm joking here all the time. Yes. Yes, it's you really do. It's important. And it was kind of refreshing to be there and just have someone be like, hey, just busting your balls. And you're like, oh, cool. You yeah, know, I'm fine with it. And it was weird to see, because I think in Ireland, you're used to Americans being defensive about it. So when someone was busting my balls, I loved it. And they're like, I'm just joking. I'm like, no, you, you, I don't know. Yeah, you're good. And they're like, oh, cool. All right. Yeah, well, because they think this is like an irony-free zone over here. Nah, yeah, but it was great to have it, especially like, you know, going back to like the heritage thing. I have Irish relatives where you're like, I know how it is. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure most of my sense of humor is from you guys, from that lineage. But you have alcoholic parents, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you learn to just roll with the punches. Yeah, you just kind of take it. <laughs> I also didn't realize how fucking hilarious your cab drivers are. Oh, yeah, well, that's a mixed. I mean, it's funny because tourists. Tourists love the taxi drivers, which is fair enough. I have a lot of taxi driver friends. But then locals are the opposite. The taxi drivers would be a like, sort of a, are they like a target st- of ire. Oh, really? Why? But, Just kind of like... They're mo- well, the stereotype is yeah. that they're moany, racist, okay. and intolerant. Okay. All yeah. right. Okay. I get that. But, but tourists th- always talk about how great the taxi drivers are. But that's he, because they know that you guys will tip more. That's what it is. And I think the second they heard the American accent. Oh, you know, they're, they're bigging it up. Like oh, fucking dude, he was giving Larry street, the Leprechaun. Ah, oh, dude, street <laughs> jokes, pieces oh, yeah. of wisdom, old Irish sayings. All yeah, but he stuff. knows you're a fresh ear. That's why. Like, yeah. I get in a taxi, you know, and it's like, uh, you know, like whatever. They just like, they can't tell me the jokes. They know I've heard it a million times. Yeah, and but like, you haven't heard any of the jokes. Oh, dude, they were killing like, it with this me. is the spoiler. And then he's giving you jokes about the spoiler and all this. Big. And I was just belly laughing oh, loving it well that's great man that yeah. shows that as much as we complain about taxi drivers here and guys taking people the long way they're actually the first point of contact for like a lot of people when they yeah. come to ireland yeah, yeah largely tourists have positive experiences with them i think if you are surprised by a cab driver taking you the long way you have a lot to learn in this life because that's how they're making their money yeah that's how they're i was just it. in a cab on the way here and the guy uh, you know, coming from the Upper West, I'm like, hey, man, cut over to second. And he's already on park. He's like, well, I'm on park. I'm like, motherfucker, you're running this meter. Yeah, so you, you know can it. get a $35 fare as opposed to a $25 But if you fare. complain, then they'd blame Uber. Yeah. They're like, what do you want me to do, my friend? Uber, take all my rides. And you're like, <laughs> all right, well, I should have fucking Ubered then. Yeah. You dickhead. So, 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 okay, so you're going back for the comedy festival. Which is, that's the most excited I've been. Yeah, but like. You have had quite a lot of Irish experience, but not gigging. That's where I get nervous. Well, nervous, but also it's nice that you have a bit of a backstory. Like, you have a bit of stuff to think upon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of stuff. I'm very interested. um, Sean Patton, who's a good uh, buddy of mine and a fantastic comedian, really kind of laid it out because he he goes over to London a lot. He's like, listen, man, here's the thing about the UK that a lot of Americans... Yeah, but just most importantly, never, ever... Ever refer to Ireland as the UK. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say is he told me performing in the UK, he's like, don't bring up the UK there in oh, Ireland. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have interrupted Yeah, you. but he was like, <laughs> in the UK, two things, three things not to do as an American performer, he told me, when you're in Ireland. Don't bring up the UK or don't call it the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number two, don't try to do the accent on stage. And number three, don't explain cultural things because they watch all the same TV we watch. They have Netflix. Yeah. So he was like, don't fucking do that. Don't act like we're like, in our country, we have iPhones. Yeah. It's do like, you, motherfucker. Do you have Breaking Bad here? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> tell the joke, make a mic from Breaking Bad reference, and more than likely, just like in the United States, people are going to get it or not get it. No, just make sure they know. They, I mean, yeah. there are some references they won't get, and then there's some that they will. Just but, make sure that they know, but don't do it on stage like, do you guys have? Yeah, that's the fucking thing. Although they don't, honestly, man, the number one no-no is referring to Ireland as the UK. Like Chris Rock, like a sort of bombed out a bit because he started like accidentally sort of keep putting Ireland. And he didn't even say Ireland is the UK. He was just kind of talking about Ricky Hatton, the boxer from Manchester. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And kind of going like you guys uh, and sort of referencing Ricky Hatton yeah. like he was one of you guys. Yeah, and you're like... And that, that was driving <sighs> Irish people crazy. Even though like it's Chris Rock, he wasn't in an arena, so they bought the tickets like a year and a half before. Yeah. But still, it's like, well, fuck you, Chris Rock. Stop you don't saying know that, yeah, stop he's saying us. us. <laughs> he's us. That's like saying someone from Boston's a New Yorker. A New Yorker, like, yeah. No! But yeah, that really is uh it's funny because that shows you the insensitivity that Americans have kind of to like Yes and no. But I mean like you can't know bloody everything. Yeah, but 
to know the history between Ireland and the UK, you should kind of know that they don't want to be called the UK. A lot of people have said, I've seen a lot of people say the UK. Yeah. Like, that's a mistake a lot of people make. Which is funny, because when you go to Canada, you could bust their ass for, for being like, why do you have fucking England's queen on your money? And they're like, right? It's crazy. Like, they like it. They're like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And they're not like, and then I feel like you go to Ireland, like, don't fucking say that, dude. Don't. Well, Canadians would be just as annoyed if you were like, it's great to be in the States. Yeah. 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 It's good yeah. to be up here. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They so would it, be it's. But, but I, I, just to sort of add slash contradict what Sean is saying, if you can do a good Irish accent. Yeah. Like, if you could say, I met this Dublin guy and then bust out a Dublin accent, you will be a hero. In fact, I made my entire career of it. <laughs> yeah. But you know what's funny about that? It's just like certain things like I don't think I would try to be like, you know, like try to go into it and fucking. Uh, but if I think if there was a word or a sentence someone said to me that I could pair it yeah. accurately, I would absolutely do that. Yeah, because yeah. even the way the girl said Fergal Murray, she's like, you're here for Fergal Murray. I was like, no, I'm not. Yeah. What? Why are you mad at me? Yeah. It was like that thing. But I, I really think it's like because I never see. I rarely see foreign comedians come over here. Sometimes I see them where they're like, how are you doing? And they yeah, do like, like an doing Ameri American accents. Yeah, and sometimes it's like, sometimes it's great. I mean, sometimes you're like, fuck you, man. Yeah, sometimes you nail it. Like Eugene Merman came over to Dublin and, you know, my brother runs a little gig in, okay. uh, in a bar called the International Comedy Club. But it's Thursday to Sunday. Like, it runs a lot of shows. So Eugene came over and, man, like, I can't remember what he was saying, but I just remember he was nailing the local stuff, like, stuff that he thought about that weekend. Yeah. And, like, even me, because I've lived there for so long. Like, Irish people see me as a foreigner, but I've lived there for so long. Like, I was really appreciating it. Yeah. And I, I'm a comic, too. Like, I was just like, fuck, this is great outsider looking at Ireland stuff. And that's the best part about comedy is, like, um, I'm excited to see how that feels to go to Ireland because I'm used to doing it in cities like Cleveland, where I go to Cleveland and I'm like, you guys act like this. And they're like, we do. Yeah, but we you're an do. American, so it's 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 tougher but more rewarding if yeah. you can nail it as a non-national. But that's person. almost the that's almost the, it's like that's the challenge, is I want to know if I can go over there. And within two days, observe something that people are like, "That's hilarious," because that's true. Like we yeah. don't think of it like that because it's kind of fresh to get an outsider's. Yeah, and the other the other great thing, which I'm sure you you've probably experienced already, various places that you've gone, is sometimes it gives you a new look at some of your older jokes. Like yeah. you start doing them in another place, you have to explain something a little bit differently, and yeah. boom, a whole other thing blossoms. Yeah, I'm also interested to see because a lot of my material is very just kind of like uh bio not, I don't I think it sounds pretentious to call it biographical, but it really is personal. Of mm. kind of like Well, that's more common abroad than exactly. here. Exactly. Where it's kind of like that's going to be nice to see cuz I've heard with foreign audiences, especially in Ireland and the UK and I've heard in other uh, like Australia, yes. you're allowed to take your time. Yeah. You're allowed where it's like I I'm a New York comedian, so it's like boom, 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 boom. Here's the thing, laugh. Here's the thing, laugh. And I'm kind of excited just to be like, hey, here's a story about yeah, man. when my mom beat the shit out of me when I was seven years old, and just to see like if Irish people are like, yeah, we love it. That's Who didn't great. get the shit kicked yeah. out of them when they were seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, I, I'm, no, I'm really. No, I think you're gonna like that. I'm I really struggled excited. with that when I came here. Actually, it was like, really, oh, yeah, because well, you're like taking your time. I watched Trevor Noah go through that a little bit when he moved here, because he was doing this long kind of story-oriented thing, and you're like, "Did you have to sell her, man?" Yeah, we do an hour much more often than we do fifteen. Exactly, and here it's like we train in fifteen-minute bursts to then go out and be like, "All right, I have thirty new because yeah. I work this fifteen and I work this fifteen, and now let me go on the road." Yeah. And but it is dense. It's, I yeah. noticed that full of jokes, but on the flip side. Sometimes it feels a bit flippant because it's like life doesn't happen at this pace. Yes. You know, like where you almost life feel doesn't get represented in punchlines. There is sometimes a feeling of um, that you're you're being inauthentic when you're when you're it's so dense. Yes. You're like joke, joke, yeah, joke. And yeah. like, is this you really use a person? Are you are you hamming it up? So it's going to be kind of nice to. Yeah, I think you'll preach. I was watching. I was watching back. You know, I was watching some of your stuff, like leading up to this. You know, chatting to you. Yeah. And uh, I, I think you'll like it. I think it suits your your cadence. Yeah, I'm very excited, and I'm also like just excited. I'm sick of American women. <laughs> oh really? I'm just like real sick of. Oh, American. you're a single dude going yeah. over to Ireland. Yeah. So I'm just like sick of. It's American definitely women. easier to meet women in Ireland in the sense that I don't want to be like this is. I don't. I don't want to get myself in trouble, but Irish women are just. It's easier to approach them. And they're easier to chat to. Now they will, of course, like start ripping the piss out of you straight away. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Almost has made my dick hard even saying before what they look like. <laughs> like that's why I, 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 I almost like I'm like. Yeah. Hey, once fuck. you don't take it personally, dude. There was it was so funny. I was sitting at the cellar last night with Michelle Wolf, and I was just sitting there, and I was like, 
I think I have to find a foreign wife. I just I have that feeling that I would do much better with a foreign woman, in the sense of respecting their culture. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. all the girls I date here, they're like, oh, "Well, I'm from Akron," and you're like, "Okay." Ugh, like, well, there's yeah. two types of foreign wives you can go for. There's the ones that are like don't know the culture, and you're like their boss. Well, no, there's ones that like will marry you for your American passport, right. <laughs> and then there are those like the Irish ones that you might just fall madly in love with. Oh God. I really hope I get. Well, I mean, listen, you're gonna have a good time in Ireland. That's yeah. a guarantee. But I don't. It, this it, it's also gonna be weird not drinking there. Yeah. Because I had a very good time drinking there, and it's been three so years. I, it's three years since you stopped drinking. Well, what I'm interested is, as a pothead. Oh, you're still in the marijuana maintenance program. Yeah. 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 As they call it here, California sober. <laughs> yeah, you're California sober. Yeah, I don't drink, but I smoke pot. Yeah, I it's, know loads of guys like that. Yeah, so I'm interested to see, number one, what the pot's like in Ireland. Yeah, I mean, I can't help you there. What's the culture like there on pot? I'm not a great guy to ask, considering in five days' time, I will have been 21 years without drink or any type Good of drug. Good for you. But, <laughs> no, but like friends but, of yours, is it big over there like the way it is here? Yeah, I mean, it's big. I mean, like, I'm a terrible guy to talk to about this okay. because I'm just like not on it. But yeah. I'll introduce you to the right people. <laughs> Absolutely. That's all I care about. But I... Like but people look- are into it, but honest to God, it's definitely not as much in the vernacular of an everyday Irish person as it is here. I mean, and here like, it's I like- smell a lot of weed every day in New York. Yeah, well, you're don't in New York. Smell a lot you of have weed. to smoke pot to live here. Yeah, I don't smell a lot of weed when I'm walking around Dublin. Okay. And I'm pretty sure, now I'm speaking, I'm speaking, uh, this is an assumption. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the weed's not going to be as good, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I have high hopes because it's called the Emerald Isle. <laughs> that is not it's yeah. not called the emperor Isle for its sticky sticky yeah. buds well as a pothead i was kind of dreaming that it would be i was no, hoping uh, the emerald isle would be well you of- see how you get on i mean there's definitely uh i mean it's there i mean i think like maybe you'll do one or two podcasts over there with guys that'll be more yeah and you guys can uh, you guys can explore that area and lisa traeger's going over who i've already chatted to so yeah, you guys great. can go on a mission together well she's gonna be a f- for the full sh- of booze for the icky 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 yeah i got i she will be my she'll be one of my sherpas to help me up the mountain yeah. but i'm excited well, she's my push you know like her and leonard oots i literally backed them yeah like i kind of uh, oh leonard's going too that's gonna be great yeah leonard leonard's going i'm chatting to him next week and i, and I, I put i sort of the the promoter who runs the festival because i've been living over here sort of said like who are you who are you liking yeah and I said, oh, I'm liking Leonard Oots for the fact that he's just got something unique. Yeah. And Lee's a great comic, but also like good crack. So I thought she would oh, be, dude, she'd be awesome. the right fit for Ireland. She's great. She's fucking great. And the thing I love is the other comics that are going are like, I'm huge fans of Rory Scoville, uh, Joe DeRosa, Bill Burr. I mean, you're yeah, like- well, the Bill Burr thing is a bit of a coup. We'll see how much hanging he'll be doing. Oh, well, I don't think it'll be. Hanging. He's gone to legendary status now. He was in Ireland before when he wasn't as big, and he was he was definitely down to party. But we'll see how it goes now. Trust Sunday. me, Bill's Boston through and through. Yeah. Bill will be down to hang. Oh, I mean, he's gonna have a great time there. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, he's made for performing in Dublin. I can't. I'm mad. He has a I, massive fan base in Ireland. Really? Oh yeah. I love that because I have I've never seen him. For, I mean, I'm he's my favorite comedian. It's it's weird to know your favorite comedian, you know, in like the same business where you're like I look up to you, you know, but. uh he comes. His shows are on Sunday, and I leave on Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm a little. I'm a little. I'm actually upset. not there Sunday night either. Yeah, you leave Sunday as well. I'm doing something else. On, on I'm do, I'm in Cork on Sunday nights. So I'm not going to be there for the Bill Burr shows. Yeah. But that's the biggest name they've ever had at the comedy carnival. They had Louis C.K., but it was before he was a big name. He wasn't yeah. a draw. I'm excited to it was, hope it was, he it was opening for me. But anyway, it's just was he really? Yeah, and he died. I, and I, I, I wait, but I by the way, I've read, read his he, blog he wrote, about. He wrote that. about it. Yeah, where he said everything <laughs> flopped. Yeah, well, no, he they were they were a little rowdy, and he like had a heckler, and he just dealt with it not great because he was jet lagged. It was the Thursday, it was that day that he arrived. He was jet lagged. He dealt with it bad, and he had like not that bad of a gig, but actually he wrote about it, so then it became like a thing. Yeah, where he was like, I bombed, and they said the next night he did great. Yeah, he got he, yeah he got into it over the week. It was like it wasn't a thing, you know. But yeah. it's funny because I hadn't seen him in years, and then I bumped into him at the cellar, and the first thing he said to me was, "Hey man, last time I saw you, I bombed opening up for you." It was, ah, like, that's great for my uh, which is like for he, everybody that was around. I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. <laughs> and also, like him and Burr, the heavyweight champs. That's yeah. like the heavyweight champ of the world being like, I lost, last time I saw you, I lost the fight. And you're like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and then you just yeah. went on this crazy undefeated Yeah, you've done streak. great since. <laughs> you got every belt under the sun. But it's, it. it's um, I'm hoping, part of me hopes as a comedy fan that Burr shows up Saturday to hang and then maybe does like a secret set somewhere where oh, I can yeah, watch. that would be great. Now, speaking of secret sets, do you fancy doing a, an extra set on the Thursday to Friday in a Fuck. small little gig? Yeah. All My brother will run you over and then, then you can run back. You won't be 100%. away from the festival for very long. 100%. I want to perform as much as possible in Dublin because ideally, I think the thing is, is I would like to be able to go back to Dublin just on, you know. Yeah, but it's great for that. Just to go back over there. Just yeah. to go perform and, and do a tour because, I, I, you know, there's when I go overseas, I'd, I want to go to Ireland and I want to go to the UK and I want to go to Sweden and I want to go to Holland. There's like a lot of places that I want to go perform because it's like I've been training in the middle of America. Like yeah. people don't realize that I've been like coming to Dublin is the sweetest treat. I'm going to Buffalo tomorrow and then I go to Atlanta and then I go to Dublin. But then it's like and then I'm back to going to like Tempe and fucking Dayton. <laughs> it's like yeah. I, middle. And if you're in Ireland listening, he's like, I don't even know where these cities are. Exactly. That's my exact point. I'm going to mini malls in the middle of the country for 50 people being like, I guess it's funny. So it's going to be nice to be like, oh, I kind of feel like a real like, comedian. Now, now, do you know the other special thing about this festival is that it's in a park and all the gigs are intense. That's awesome. Do you know that? No. Oh, yeah. It was originally called the Comedy Carnival. Okay. And all the gigs are uh, intense in a okay. park in the middle of the city center. That's pretty great. And they turn it into, uh, like, you can't access the park unless you're going to the festival. So they turn it into, like, a whole extravaganza just to make you a little more excited. Oh, man. If someone has mushrooms in Ireland. Yeah, and it's brought by Vodafone, who are helping to, uh, uh, who are helping to sponsor this podcast, which is absolutely fine. But I'm pretty sure they'll be delighted with the amount of drug references that we've I'm going to make so. a lot. <laughs> Vodafone, hold your horses. Because I need to score strong pot and some, maybe some mushrooms for Saturday so, night. Well, you know, if you came a little later... Uh, as in, if you came in September, October, you can pick the mushrooms. Are mushrooms big in Ireland? In the in the the early autumn before the frost, you can pick them. I picked them when I was in boarding school. Uh, they used to grow in my boarding school under cow shit. Well, there's cow shit everywhere in Ireland, but so it grows out of the fertilizer too. So, so you're talking about psilocybin mushrooms? Just the little, the little ones. I, dude, I'm not as up in okay. it as you. They were just the mushrooms that made you feel funny, as far as I was yeah. concerned. Okay. I didn't know their classification. Yeah. I'm like going through all the yeah. science. This of was it. before Wikipedia, bro. Yeah, I like, was taking mushrooms oh, before Wikipedia. Uh, me too, and I learned it through <laughs> other druggies. <laughs> but anyway, we used to we used to pick them. Okay. Back in the day. That's fucking awesome. There really is, especially with everything that's going on right now in the United States. There's kind of this feeling of like uh, excitement to get away from all this crazy shit that's happening. You mean to escape from reality? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, actually, that's good. Let's not talk about Dublin for a sec. Because yeah. definitely one thing that Irish people have a massive appetite to listen to is Americans' opinion on what they think about Donald Trump and what they think about the state of the electoral Are you being serious? They really yeah. do? They no, really want to know? Di- no, there has never been more interest in an American election as there is now. Well, yeah, because we have the pillar of... I mean, I've never seen a candidate more cartoonish mm. and circus-like than Donald Trump. And I can't stand him, but I can't stop watching him. And that's what's—that's yeah. the conflict I have. He's a wrestling heel. Yeah, he's a. I'm a huge professional wrestling fan. He is the best wrestling heel, unintentionally. I think the United States has ever had. And it's so funny because when you meet people that like him, it's like. Um, it's it, it's odd. It's like meeting someone that's into witchcraft. You're like, wait, you really believe all that stuff? Yeah, and you're like, uh huh. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but you know, he's like just dividing us and making us hate each other. And they're like, 
No. He's making it great. He says what people. Th- he says what everyone's thinking. It's, it's like, like no, no. He no, says no. what you're thinking. You fucking it, racist ass. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think there's so much. What's strange about Donald Trump is, it's odd watching, uh, Brez- Brezik, Bre- Brexit, 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 you know, the UK leaving the EU. Let's just say it like that. But it's interesting because it's almost the same thing. It's almost the same thing as far as xenophobia, on the sense of like nationalism and like. We can't let immigrants into this country. They're wor- they're ruining our country. And then, like, you have all these left-thinking people that are like, "No, we got to stay with the EU. There's all these benefits. It helps out society." It's just- and then all these people on the right that are like, "No, they're gonna ruin us." And then to watch that happen, it was like watching a preview of what will happen if Donald Trump wins. Especially the fact that when they voted to leave the EU, the day after, they're like. Fuck, what did we do? Yeah, well, that was certainly the story coming out in the media is like, what have we done? Yeah. Like, I was just wanted to make a protest vote. I didn't think it was actually going to happen. Yes. But whether I, that's true or not, it's hard to know. But it's I, hard to know. I want that to be true. Yes. But How I, it's reported here in the United States is that most people in the UK that voted for that, the day after were like, oh, fuck, like a hangover. Like, oh, no. And I feel like that's going to be the same sentiment with Donald Trump. That's the fear. Yeah, I mean, that was my feeling straight away. I was like, fuck. I mean, I, I was very against Brexit anyway, but yeah. my feeling was like, God damn it, if this can happen, like maybe Trump can actually get to it. Because all the polls were wrong. Yeah, you know, all the like, polls were like, it's like not going to happen. The, the, the voting finished at 9 p.m. A poll came out at like 9.30. It looks like Remain is going to win. And then the first, and so the sterling went up to $1.50. And then Sundling came in with like a massive Brexit, yet like voting to leave. And the sterling dropped through the floor. So like the establishment wanted it to be remain. So even the polls were suggesting remain. And then it wasn't the case. So that's what I'm worried about Donald Trump. That they're going to be like, Hillary's going to win. This is going to happen. And the next thing you know, it's the 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Yes, but the big difference in a non-comedy sense is that uh, the, there's a much more, there's a bigger electorate of people who don't like Trump and who basically Trump is speaking against, as in Hispanics and yeah, blacks. And, and women. People, yeah, and women. <laughs> yeah, the, the women thing really bumps it up. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> so the that, whole that other... might be the thing. Like, basically, the people that, uh, the people who wanted Brexit were complaining about aren't that empowered in the UK electorally. Yeah. Whereas here, they're a big block. Yes. And it's also, um, it's, it's just interesting to watch because it's almost, uh, it's like a herpes scare. Like, that's the only way I can describe how it feels politically for Donald Trump is when I was in college and I'd have a bump and I'd be like, that's it. I got herpes. Got it. Oh, no. And that feeling of panic of like, yeah. my life's different now. My life's going to be different. I'm going to have to tell every girl I have sex with. I'm going to have to take Valtrex. I'm going to have to, there's going to be outbreaks. And then it, it's like election day. I'm hoping they're like, it's an ingrown hair. And you're like, oh. Okay, well, I'm still going to wear condoms, and it's like, I really appreciate my life a lot more now, and it's that's just kind of how it feels with Trump. How happy are you that, just because I, I, I know that you're a little younger than me, but not that young, uh, that when you first had those herpes scares, you weren't able to just like go online and look up all the symptoms? Oh, I was. Oh, you you, you, you were, you, my, I, my first scares were pre-internet. My first scare was like, right when the internet got like the first time i got a computer was so like you were able to go on 19 and that years makes old it worse 19 years old like the first time i had fast internet and i was like what well, this is let me just google a picture and i thought it was a genius i was like well I'll google a picture of a herpy and then you know many times since i have by the way but. yeah but i was like let me just see oh my god it kind of <laughs> looks like herpes. it oh my <laughs> and that's what it's kind of like because it's like the internet almost does the exact same thing with trump you're like, no one's voting for this guy. We don't have herpes. And then I go on Twitter and I'm like, oh, oh God, no, we have herpes. There's a lot of people that believe Oh, my in God, this we guy. have herpes. Yeah. We're going to have herpes. We're fucked on our face and our genitals. We're going to have herpes. I know. So I blame the internet for the whole thing, actually. You blame who? I blame the internet yeah. because nowadays people don't have to, like, people can say what they want about the media and the media is controlled and it's controlled by the corporations. But a long, long time ago, <laughs> I remember a time where debate was curated and whether you want to say there was a liberal bias in the media or not there was more points of view being put at you at the same time whereas now you can just t- pick your point of view and listen to it 24 7 and you can just soak in it and yeah. you don't have to f- and, and, and get deeper and deeper into it i always call the internet it's like 
for for hundreds of years, humans were always like, I wonder what it'd be like if animals could talk. And then the internet came out, and you're like, this is what happens when animals can talk. You're going to listen to just shit that you wish. It's a Pandora's box. You want to put it back in. incredible. Just all these people, like, even with the shootings of uh, Philandro Castile and Alton Sterling that happened last week, you know, these two men that are murdered by police officers, one in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and one in in St. Paul. You you can be sure that news is big news in Ireland, too. Yeah. I tweeted out something simple. Just kind of like Black Lives Matter, and it's crazy that not everyone agrees. The hate oh, well, forget it. that came back to me was startling. All I was saying was, hey, black people being innocently killed, maybe we need to take a look at this as a problem, as a systemic problem. The black sh- people kill more black people than police. That's like exactly. that's coming at you straight. You don't away. know what it's like to be a cop. Yeah. You don't know what it's like to be a cop. I'm like, you're right. I don't. I'm not saying I did. Yeah. But in no way did I say that in that sentence. So what do you say? You, by the way, Black Lives Matter. That's a terrorist organization. So you support terrorism? It's like, yeah. no, I don't. I support innocent black men that are being murdered by police officers because they're scared of them. It's like this fear and this anger based stew that that's being made in the United States that I want to get the fuck away from. And so it's like great. It's kind of like um, like going to Dublin's going to be like talking to one of your cousins about your crazy girlfriend where you're like, hey, are, can you be on my side real quick? Because I know you might have different opinions, but can we just really talk about this crazy bitch that I'm, that I'm with right now? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. hoping that they're like, yeah, she's nuts. And you're like, I mean, Irish people are just as angry, but they're angry about different things. So money, you, you, it's yeah, always yeah, money. You, 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 you probably will be spared from sort of four days of vitriol that you've been dealing with in terms of how divided America is. Well, it is. It's all money. It's all money. America's founded on money. On, that's why we had slavery was for free labor to make money. So we can fucking become rich and separate ourselves from the UK. Not Ireland, the UK. Uh, and now it's again on money. That's why Trump is a rich man dividing poor people. That's yeah. all he is. You, you don't want this? Well, I'm going to make it okay. I'm going to give you jobs. How? All of your factories are in China. How are you? Open a oh, yeah, fucking. He's an absolute contradiction. He's it's a walking so hypocrite. And somehow they use. Look, I'm no rabid Hillary supporter. Neither but am they I. they talk about dishonest Hillary yeah. as if Trump is the antithesis of Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Oh, you're honest? <laughs> you're made in America hats aren't made in America. Yeah. These whole uh, Make America Great Again, where he's like, hats are made in the United States. No, they're not, dude. They just found that out. You're full of shit. You're just a rich man trying to get richer and keep you divide the poor. And yeah. so it's insane because I think that's a world problem. I think that's a very... No, people are angry. It's a post... I mean, people are angry before, but there's a post-recession problem where suddenly people realize, like, it's just not as good as it used to be, certainly in perception. Yeah, and but guess what? That's what life is. Life's never as good as it used to be. I can think back to my eighth birthday party and be like, ah, oh, that was really the best. That was the best. I, I'm not going to be angry about it. I'm like, fuck it, man. Maybe try to go make something else a little better. As opposed to being, it's not what it used to be. It never will. That's the whole point of time, you assholes. Yeah. It's never as good as it was. And you see it all the time. Like, Bernie Bernie uh, endorsed Hillary this morning. Which is... And now everybody's like, Bernie's a sellout. And it's like, well, he was running for the Democratic... He was in the Democratic primary. He You're was playing, an asshole he was, if you think he's a sellout. He's a, he, he was playing the that's game. That's the game. <laughs> that's the game. Yeah, How are you saying that's not the game? Well, he, he, he could have stood up for his morals and done what? Let Trump become president? Because that's what would happen yeah. if he didn't support Hillary. And that, I, I mean, that has to be his motivation. 100%. And he's getting some of his agenda through. Yeah, he wants he's pulling Hillary to the left. Yeah, he wants some of his stuff to get through. But see, that's, that's the problem with the internet. The internet really makes people think that like the revolution's going to happen quickly. It's not. Quick revolutions lead to chaos. It's never good. A, a quick change... You have to have a little. You have to become acclimated to some certain things before you really. But also at the same time, it's like that's what I love about the internet. So like, see, I proved a great point. I'm the only one that thinks Bernie's a traitor. You're like, no, it's kind of a sloppy point because you're not really thinking about it. But then that person that makes that point just gets backed by other people making the same point, and then they feel like I'm the smartest man in the world. Yeah, I mean, it's like. You listen to WFAN? Do you listen to sports radio? Oh, of course. That's where it's I'm all... That's the same it. thing. It's the same thing, but the difference is it's irrelevant there because it's about stuff that doesn't matter, even though I love it because it matters to me politics in terms of entertainment. Is, politics is just sports radio. Yeah. If you're ever in New York City and you turn on WFAN, it's the same as when they're like... I remember, specifically I remember in 2010, the shit that the New York Giants were catching 
where they're like, Eli Manning is not a good quarterback. Tom Coughlin needs to be fired. They're not good. <laughs> the Giants, they're just not good. They're just not a good team. They need to completely rebuild. And then what happens? They win the Giants the Super Bowl. sneak into the playoffs, beat my San Francisco 49ers, and get to the Super Bowl. And then the same guy, I said it in week four, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Eli Manning is a leader. And it's like, you full of shit. You're full of shit, but at least sports radio guys know that. Yeah, and it also doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, but it matters with politics. This is about, you know, like it, it affects our lives. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that's where it gets terrifying is that all these people, that's why I want a foreign wife. I just need a foreign wife just yeah. so I could bitch and she could be like, yeah, you're right. Well, then you could just bitch about the things that married guys bitch about. Where I'm like, you know, it's like I'll bro. be home when I be home. Yeah, like, like, oh, let me see if I can get permission. You ever notice that yeah. about guys? Oh. Like, suddenly it's all about permission. Well, let me see. Let me ask her real quick. Let me check with the boss. Yeah, let me check with the boss. Why don't you just bring her? Why don't you just be friends with your wife? Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that such a... What a what that a was Bill Burresque there. Yeah, what a ludicrous idea. <laughs> just, just bring her. Just bring her. Just yeah. hang out with her. Just yeah, well, if they're one of the yeah, I mean, if they can be one of the guys, but of course that's not going to happen. No, but I think to that's a little on you if you think she's going to be one of the guys. You yeah. got to kind of give it like, hey, there's a little space for you. Why don't you come and hang out and we can talk? And if it gets boring, you, All can... right, you find a foreign wife and then we're going to revisit this. Yeah. It's like, I said it in week yeah. four. My, uh, <laughs> I was going to bring. That. I said my Algerian wife <laughs> was going to love it. I was going to be the. Yeah. She has no friends over here. I didn't think of that. She hates Trump. She's Muslim. So, so the last thing, the last thing I want to talk to you about, because I want to keep you all day, and we haven't had the AC on for forty-five ah, minutes. I'm doing all right. You're doing okay. We're doing all right. Getting a good, sh yeah. Make the Irish people jealous that we need AC because Irish summer is pretty unpredictable. I love it. I can't wait to wear jeans and a hoodie. Oh, that's definitely happening. Fuck that's definitely yes. happening. If I but I, I noticed when I was watching one of your routines, we have a, a similar routine. One of them was actually so so eerily similar. I was like, God damn. Like, but yeah. I knew I, I was. it was not a case of I was thinking I saw you or you saw me. I knew that wasn't the yeah, case. Because yeah. uh, I actually only started talking about it relatively recently. And this thing of yours was maybe it was a, a gig in an apartment. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Uh, oh, fuck. That was the winter of 2013. Yeah. So it was a yeah. while ago. But there was one bit and I was just like. We must be of a similar generation uh, because uh, you were talking about earning your jerk. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's um, masturbation is uh, it's too easy now. But it wasn't so much I wanted to talk to you about the masturbation, but I have been quite inspired lately about how much I've grown up to the sense that like a 20-year-old is of a completely different generation to me. Yeah. And that is pretty mind-blowing to think that our lives are completely different. And the more you think about it, the more it's just like, wow. I am so grateful that I'm not young now. I'm so grateful that I grew up without the internet. Yeah. Um, when we're around our campfires in the apocalypse, once all this collapses, and it's just tribes of humans, the way it was built to be, or made to be, um, I'll tell stories of what it was like to go to school and find out news there and it all remained there and then you could go home and have this sense of either dread or peace you know if something bad happened at school you went home you dealt with it with six hours by yourself talking to your siblings talking to your friends talking to your parents you know what I mean? Yeah, like this organic human interaction. It was an organic thing where if you went, if, you, if I got into a fight at school, if I got into a fist fight at school and I fought the kid at three, maybe it was an even fight and I got punched and he got punched and we walked away from it. I would have time to go home, process that, talk to a neighborhood friend about it, see how I felt. And then the next day at school, have a different outlook of like, hey man, I know we fought, but it's good. You know, the, the, and now... You get into a fight at school, it doesn't leave you. You go home and they're tweeting at you. They're it's Snapchatting. Snapchatting. It's on and Facebook. And everyone's like, oh, he took yeah. a smack. Oh, fuck. You got punched right here. You suck. I'm going to see you tomorrow. And now you're just built with that. Escalation. That, escalation. That, that, that nervous energy of like, they're still mm. mad at me. There's still conflict. And I, uh, I just want to go home. You have no time for you. Yeah, there's no escape from that. And because uh, I remember in school, some that energy can be tough sometimes, you know, it's like the worst. trying to fit in. And but that's what makes a sense of humor. That's what makes people get into guitar. That's what gets, you know what I mean? Like, I hated middle school because I was around a bunch of criminals and mean kids. 
I didn't want to be that way. But I found out if I was funny, they didn't fuck with me. Yeah. So I was funny. So I got funnier. And I just kept getting funny. And then in high school, I was a funny guy. And then it yeah. became a thing where now I earn my fucking living. I get to go to Dublin because I'm funny. You know? I yeah. don't know how funny. We'll see. That's Wait and right. see how they, how they see still in Dublin. In Amer- you're still in America. You're allowed to be confident. Um, yeah, okay. When you get to Ireland, you're not allowed to be. Okay, good. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very funny. Uh, but it, it really is like um, the, the, there's no escape now. There's no escape. We're always in our phones. We're always consumed with Instagram, Twitter, these websites. These websites that... 10 years ago meant nothing yeah if i went to the, everything now everything now if i went 2006 and i found me with my flip phone you know and i was like hey man uh did you check your instagram i'd be like that's the dumbest thing in the world where people are really gonna like that just like what look at each other's pictures look at each other's pictures and read comments that's fucking stupid now every morning i wake up i check the weather i check the ap news and i go to instagram and i'm like oh is this? No, people make a career out of it they're influencers it's fucking it's like a new career which you there's listen there's convenience because of technology and there's uh i get to talk to a lot more people i get to talk to a lot of fans which is great you know and let them kind of know who i am off stage which is nice if they tweet at me like hey fucking you know there's a guy in dublin that's like i'm super excited to see you yeah and i'm like that's fucking crazy to me that this guy in dublin knows my comedy knows my radio show he listened to it on youtube uh the bonfire with big j okerson on sirius radio what fucking podcast does that guy do yeah, um, he must like be podcasting twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, he's constantly. But that, <laughs> anyway, I don't want to. Ours him. is a radio show, so it's you, nice. Yeah. We're a little bit special. No, it's the same thing. But <clears throat> to me, that's great. Now, where the problem is, is where I'm frustrated by two innocent black men being murdered, and then I say something about it, and then this guy with an egg as a profile is like, "You're a faggot," and I'm like, angry now. Yeah, angry, literally angry. You have to, you have to disengage, and it takes a half an hour to like breathe. To get away from the energy, the fight or flight. You're sitting in your bed. You should be nothing to be afraid of, and you're full of fight or flight fucking I, it's hormones. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane that that's. I, I I have felt so much panic in my bed because of a website that I've ever you know like when I was dating this girl and I saw her post a picture with another guy. I remember laying in my bed in December, being like, "This is the worst. My world's collapsing." Ten years ago, I would have never known. Yeah. I mean, I would have been being cheated on, but I would have never known. And Ignorance would, is bliss, man. It, sometimes it really is. And it, it, it's interesting just to think that, like, um, especially masturbation, they're saying that, uh, and it's starting to come out, man, that pornography is a problem for young men because they're into aggressive sex that, you know, 10 years ago really wasn't as popular. You read some of these studies and it's like, Jesus. Like, these guys, these kids are getting all ramped up, like, you know, I, uh, like teenagers that are just, I have that joke where I'm like, they're watching porn at 11. By the time they're 13, they're going to be like grizzled porn producers. Yeah. they're Just so, like, was that double anal? Because that was the joke, the joke that was, that was almost it was so similar. I mean, it wasn't that the joke was similar, it was that we had the same experience was, I remember getting the TV guide yeah. and looking up. Friday night show ours was sh- we had Showtime yeah so it was like look it up and it's like oh that's probably yep. gonna be some titty I remember and then hoping the parents would go to bed I remember which shows show titty I remember Red Shoe Diaries on HBO oh Red Shoe Diaries you you're a little you're a little bit younger than me so yeah. like I was I was I was already at an age where uh, I probably didn't need to watch Red Shoe Diaries but yeah but there was like certain things. Well, Friday re- night on Showtime always had like a kind of a dirty movie, like like one a.m. That's what it was. It was always like one a.m. and it was always called like uh, like scandalous detectives. Yeah, and you're one like, was called a plumber's mate. I the plumber's mate. Yeah. See, it was shit like that where you're like, you realize you're like, oh, but it was. I remember shows on the USA Network here in the states, and they used to have these things called like this show called Silk Stockings, where it was like a murder show, but there was like heavy almost nude yeah scenes. kind of titillation stuff titillation stuff and i remember being like i gotta jerk off yeah like, this is <laughs> so hot and then now it's like i'm watching you know like porn where you're just like seeing her butthole open and i'm like this is i don't know this know. is too much and just the ability for them to take it to the bathroom like they just they, i mean in a way it's amazing like you're jerking off age you're able to just go take it, it into the bathroom but and- i think we'll see Either one of two things we'll see it just get worse, or we'll see people just shut porn off and be like, "You don't need porn, yeah, human, human, yeah, human, human interaction." Because 
it's funny. I was at the club the other night. I was at the <laughs> cellar, and this guy told one of the comics that he doesn't jerk off since he's been in a relationship, and everyone's like, what's wrong with you? That's crazy. And in my head, I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. You're just saving it for your girlfriend. Because you imagine it gets so bad that there comes a time where kids, like 16-year-olds, going to be like, bro, you're not going to believe this. But like with a real person it's fucking amazing yeah or <laughs> like, like that, or not like that's a revelation or they're like this is lame have you fucked a chick it sucks you oh, know what yeah. i like doing jerking off jerking to my, off to strangers doing strangers, crazy three, shit yeah three videos <laughs> at the same time you're like well somebody in the cell the other night was telling me that it's already becoming a problem people having less sex because of it and it's a big problem in yeah. japan that's a fact well there's a problem in japan that i read about where men won't come inside women because it's not done in porn so really? they just don't know. They just always know you have to finish on the girl. And they're like, yeah, no, 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 no. Like the whole That's science how you behind do it. it is, <laughs> yeah, the science is, is like you're supposed to worry because it feels really good when you finish inside. By the way, finishing inside is like the best. The best. It's like finding out about like a, a like gloves for winter for the first time. You're like, oh, dude, you got to put gloves on your hand. You can go outside, your fingers feel Well, great. when I was a kid, well, when I was younger, yeah. <laughs> not finishing inside was, you know, because it was too embarrassing to buy condoms. So you just like. And you didn't want a baby. <laughs> you didn't want a baby. Now it's like the way to do it. Dude, I had an ex-girlfriend where I, I'd pull out every time. And she's like, leave it in. I'm like, no. No way. No. And she's like, why? I'm like, because I don't want a baby. She's like, you're wearing a condom. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, double, double, yeah, just, yeah. Just, just in Safety case. Safety numbers. So I'm excited for when I marry my foreign wife yeah. for her to let me finish inside of her. Yeah, you'll finally be at that stage where you want to have kids. Yeah, but it's, uh, it is, it's, it's, we're, we're at a very interesting crossroads for humanity right now yeah i mean i think the internet has a lot to do because obviously people didn't know what tv was going to do to us and we figured that out yeah, i'm sure we'll figure out what to do with the internet but it's a little bit more powerful than television there's a part of me that thinks we don't really even know what tv has done to us yet because i've been trying to do a bit about all this fucking mass shootings that are happening and back in the 90s they were like tv violence is bad for kids and everyone that said that i was like you're a nerd yeah you're a dork or you think it could be a connection and i'm like oh shit there could be maybe us watching hours of action movies where the hero is killing a bunch of people and then just saying apathetic phrases maybe that's not the best for yeah, us maybe we're desensitized maybe us. we're desensitized to murder and we're just kind of like oh i'm, a, I'm the good when guy. i promised to kill you last ali yeah i lied exactly <laughs> maybe that's making these school shooters like i'm i'm arnold i'm commando i need yeah. to go fucking kill people and yeah. you're like oh what my. happened to sally i let him go yeah exactly <laughs> oh dude i watched that the, the worst tit job in the world is in commando where he throws the guy through the wall in the hotel, and, and they're then fucking. It's just like, and, they, they, and you just see her big rock tits. Yeah, and then like, see oh. the wall. yeah, and then, <laughs> and then they, he like I paused, the I paused that shit many a time. Right? <laughs> and you used to be able to jerk off to it, and that's yeah, the difference between yeah, now and yeah. Internet. Back in the day when Paul's had squiggly lines, oh, I loved it. I used to jerk off to the first uh, one of the first scenes of Ace Ventura, where he returns the dog and the woman bends down to get it. I thought that was like the sexiest thing in the world. Oh man, how funny was Ace Ventura when it first came out? It was the best. So you know I what? miss the innocence, man. Still good. Yeah, I need to watch it again. Watch it again. There's still some really fucking good jokes in there. Yeah. That's what I love about when you watch an old movie. You're like, man, that's just a solid joke. You're not going to get away from that. That's just a good joke. Oh, well, anyway, man, listen, it was great to chat. I, I mean, I yeah. could chat to you all day. I hope yeah. you have a good time in Ireland. I'll show you chat to some Irish guys when you're over there. No, man, I, uh, thanks for having me, man. This is like, uh, this is awesome. And I, it, uh, you know, I don't know if I've said it enough, but I'm fucking so excited to go over there. Yeah, festival. well, there's Dan Soda, everybody. Make sure you get tickets for his show. He's a great comic, a great guy. And uh, bring yeah, mushrooms. So thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks to Dan for having a chat. You can see Dan at the Vodafone Comedy Festival on the last weekend of July in the Ivy Gardens. Tickets are on Ticketmaster, and uh, I definitely can recommend seeing him. I think you can tell from the chat. He's a super interesting dude. Uh, our next chat will be with Lisa Traeger, another New York-based comic, also coming to the festival. So until that time, I shall say goodbye. Any technical difficulties? I will eventually figure out exactly what I'm doing. But for now, a little bit of technical improvisation. Thank you very much. I'm on Twitter at, at @desbishop, Facebook, @desbishop, and Snapchat, @desbuffer. Oh, also Instagram for the Vayner amongst you. I am @desbishop on Instagram also. Please spread the word. Good evening. 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.